You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. Welcome to a show that's as real as it gets. If you're looking for niceness, this is not it. Nope. <laughs> real topics. Real conversation. Of course, you had to go open up a can of worms. <laughs> I did. And probably some real controversy. Or, like, I'm, I'm very blunt or whatever. It, it's only because, like, I really try to, like, say what's on my mind. It is like you kind of knew what was if you know who I am and you know what kind of person I am, like you knew it was coming. Jason Klaus, I mean, running on adrenaline, caffeine, and rage at this point. So let's roll. Amy Sheridan, like I have pains, I am old, and I have went through. This is The Real Podcast on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Real Podcast here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus, being joined by Amy Sheridan. And uh, we have a very uh, unique episode here, Amy, and... Like one that uh, <laughs> this is going to garner some attention, I feel like. Um, yeah, for sure. The, you know, we have we have this thing about the show, like it's in, it's in the title, right? I mean, we are going to tackle very real topics, have very real conversations. And we've had those here over the last however many weeks, the 24 pr- previous weeks, but I feel like with this week's episode, this is going to get uh, a little in in the woods. We do have a special guest that is going to join us here momentarily, but but before we bring her on, uh, let's sort of play catch up. How's things with you? You sound better. You look better. Things are moving in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Things are things are looking better. I don't feel as sick, although. As soon as I get out of work, like by the time I get home, I'm just, I'm so friggin' exhausted. It's just that fatigue. So I'm, as soon as that goes away, I think I'll be like so much better. But I mean, everything's, everything's good. Just looking forward to Halloween coming up on Monday. Not that it's going to be raining, although I, I can't, <laughs> I can't actually trick or treat with Chase, which sucks because my right hip hurts so bad. Like I've, 
I've never been able, like, I've never been able to make it, like, all the way around and stuff like that, like, walking in the cold and, you know, the rain and stuff, like, with Chase. So, like, I was always the one that was like, come on, aren't you done? Like, I'll just give you the rest of the candy <laughs> kind of the deal. Yeah. So, uh, Tim's going to take him, and I'm just going to pass out candy this year. Cause Listen, I, I, I could probably find you a, a motor. Scooter, if you, well, if you really wanted to go out. Funny, I mean, thing, I know people. Our neighbors across the street, um, they load up their big ass trailer that they have, and I mean, they take the kids around, you know, and they they got the hail bays or hail the bays bales <laughs> of hay. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> hay bales, hay bales. Um, but Chase is not a big fan of going to those big things. There's just so many kids and he's just, you know, he just doesn't like people and it's, it's okay. (laughs) So you're going to, you're, you're going to stay home and pass out candy. Do you get dressed up for, for that or no? Um, I do have a cape, but usually I'm so damn tired by the time that it's I, you just I, put the bowl up on the porch. Take one. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I have um costumes for my dogs. <laughs> oh well, I'm glad you got I, that covered for sure. That's important. Yeah, I, Charlie's gonna be a pumpkin this year, so she'll probably pass out candy with me. Yeah, I, I dress my dogs. I'm like, I just bought Charlie a sweater. It's like pink and gray, and on the back it in gold lettering it says boss lady. <laughs> I don't know why I dress my dogs. I used to make fun of people who dress their dogs. I know you did because we (laughs) we would see people walk down the sidewalk with their dogs dressed from head to toe, and you're like, "Look at that stupid son bitch that put their poor dog in costumes." And here you are. (laughs) I think it's just like a sign of getting older. I think that that's what just old people do. <laughs> and collect cats. Cats, yeah, because I got two cats too. I, yeah. You address your cats? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have um, I have little head things. Like there's like a bunny one. I have a, a, a sun. I have a lion. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you realize the torture you put those animals on? They. They don't like being fucked with, Amy. You you know what I mean? Especially cats. Like, dogs are a little bit more more tolerant. They're used to it. How cats, you, not so much. Maybe they love it. Maybe they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Stanley would probably release his anal glands all over my pillow if I dressed him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Who is that mystery woman on the phone? Well, go ahead, Amy. Let's see. let's introduce our special guest to the show this week. This woman is more than just a special guest. This woman is one of my dearest friends. She is one of the most amazing people I have ever met in my life. Oh. And wow. I just, seriously, seriously, like, and I, I've told her this numerous times like it takes a special kind of person and she is just like I just clicked with her from from the get-go um I knew her from Derby and again she's one of my amazing awesome 
friends, and her name is Elizabeth Deland. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it got the clout. That is hilarious. That is funny. I, listen, I don't have an opportunity very often to use that particular sound effect, so I'm going to capitalize every 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 chance I get. Liz, welcome to, to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you. Um, for having me. That introduction from Amy, like I've I've known Amy for over 20 years, and for her to give that kind of endorsement to somebody, it, it, you know, all jokes aside, like that that means something, you know. Aww. So. Thank you so much. And she's, she means the world to me. I mean, we've just clicked and she was my kind of like my derby sister. She, she, when I was a freshie, she trained me a lot, but I was one of the ones at the end of the Queens. So, um, she had left the Queens right as I was coming out of, uh, being a freshie. So, um, we spent a little time apart, but then we reconnected and it was like no time had passed at all. And, um, right. Well, considering everything that happened, mm-hmm. I really thought, cause you're, you're just like me. You're like the no fuss, no muss. I don't, I don't yep. want that kind of drama shit in my life. Exactly. So I was really surprised that like you were not like, okay, no, I don't, I don't want to be associated with you or you or you or you or anybody. <laughs> no, like, I'm not like that until like people do me wrong or, you know, act in a uncivilized manner for too many occasions. Then, right. then I kind of wash, have to wash my hands of people. Right. Well, um, I mean, you've, you've never, was... ever done that to me ever. So. Yeah, she's all right. She's all right. She's a keeper. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> she's tolerable i mean at least for a couple hours every week oh my goodness i know you don't know how bad like so i don't know if i told you this jay so it was like i don't know what was it like a few months ago or whatever i maybe like maybe more like i don't know four to six months ago i had went to um one of the practices because um Liz and our uh, friend Becky, um, they co-run the new team called the Lapeer County um, Maidens of Mayhem, or Mom, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Mom. <laughs> I and, love it. Um, We're literally and, all moms. <laughs> right, right. It just kind of, it just kind of works out. Um, but I put on my skates for the first time since I had my hip replacement. And it was, besides the shin splints, it was like I had never lost anything. And my husband was like, no, you dare. Don't do it. Like, you're going too fast. And I'm just like, no, I'm good. And, oh, man, like, I wiped out. You know, I fell. But, like, everything just came back like that. And it scared me. She didn't miss a beat. She got on those skates. It was like she'd never taken them off. But it was so scary because now that I know that I haven't lost my touch, so to speak, I mean, besides like the obvious, okay, I got, <laughs> I have like zero stamina um, or in- endurance. Um, it makes it even harder to continue to walk away because I know 
it only takes one hit. Mm -hmm. One good hit and boom, I'm like done for. So, um, yeah, it just, it makes it that much harder to not want to do it because when I watch her out there, it's like, oh my God, I want to do what you do. And she's super, again, she's just like me and she's super hard on herself and she needs to stop that shit because she, she focuses on what she can just be doing better and not enough focusing on the stuff that she's already doing well it's just she has very high standards for herself and i i can totally relate to that so when we get on those subjects it's usually me being like are you fucking kidding me like for real did you just like watch what i watched <laughs> you know and so it's it's funny it's funny our banter <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to uh, we're going to discuss something here this week that, um, by and large, we have not really tackled here right. on on the show. Um, and this was something that uh, you, Liz, actually wanted to come on the show and have a conversation about because, by and large, you know, as we talked a little bit in the crosstalk before we came on the air here, like this is something that really should have ample opportunity to be discussed in a public forum. And by and large, it, it would seem that um, it's not earning as much attention as it probably should. So I'm not really sure, you know, I'm kind of like on the sidelines watching this conversation unfold, you know, between the between Amy and Liz. So. I'm not really sure how you want to open the doors of, of this conversation because I'm just kind of here pushing buttons at this point. <laughs> I, well, you know, I can open the doors of the conversation by basically saying that um, as a woman, as a mom, as someone who has a career and has, you know, just, just like anybody else, um, I'm tired of feeling vilified for having uh, the beliefs that I do and being a conservative woman um, and feeling like if I am not pushed towards the left and if I uh, don't vote Democrat or don't vote blue or I am a Trump supporter, I'm somehow not supportive of women or of women's rights or any of those things. When that has got to be, I think, one of the biggest um, false narratives that have ever been ever been pushed by the left. And it just, it, I have to sit quietly 99.999% of the time because the majority of my family is Democrat. Um, people I obviously skate with are, and while I love everybody dearly and they all have a very important Part in my life, I never get to tell how I feel or my side of the story or how women I know feel. I mean, whether it be with my church or my daughter, who's an adult, um, you know, and it's, it's just, it's frustrating. I'm tired of being vilified because I might feel a certain way or I might not agree with how you feel about something. And it's just gotten so out of control. It, I mean, just to, to see people's behaviors and how we're treating one another as women 
is disgusting to me. Um, just the, the bullying on social media. Um, you know, you're not allowed to feel a certain way, um, you know, it, or you're wrong. I mean, you're, there is no right, like nothing I can say would be right in, in you know, certain people's eyes. And I'll just use an example um, on Facebook. There's a lot of different um, pages that I follow. And one is a local page for the community that I live in. And somebody had put a post about how some Republicans came to her door and were pushing all these false narratives on Proposal 3, but it was basically just an outline of Proposal 3. It wasn't the bill. It was the outline of the bill. And but she herself claimed to be an independent. Well, I asked her, I said, so, you know, what is it that I was trying to be very respectful of how she was feeling, but she was just attack, attack, attack. I was just trying to ask her, like, well, what is it that they said that was wrong? Or what is it, you know, just because if you're an independent, it shouldn't matter if they were Republican. It shouldn't matter if they were Democrat and they came and if they were giving false information, what about this information was false? And I couldn't get an answer. I couldn't get an answer from, you know, anybody in the thread. And it was very, very frustrating because I, I don't understand what are you attacking if you don't have an educated answer? So, but this seems to be commonplace. This seems to be going on since basically 2016. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, conservative women as a whole stay quiet. They're not out there blabbing all this stuff. They're not out there screaming and doing all these, what I feel are insane tactics to try to get attention. Instead of just talking, instead of like, you know, respecting one another, what has happened? I mean, what is going on in the world? So that's basically where I'm coming from. A couple of things you said here, and Amy, I'll I'll let you ch uh, chime in here in in a second, because uh, I saw you over there nodding and stuff, so I'm sure you have an opinion here. But a couple of things that you said that I mean, the one word you used that really triggered me, and like I tried no selling it, but it, there there was just no. You said bullying. Yes. And that has been a thing that I have spent, Amy and I both really have spent a tremendous amount of time re recently putting spotlight on. And I actually did a speech in front of a group that was recorded that's gonna be um, on Tuesday's show where I addressed bullying and racism and things of this with, with the younger demographic. Right. And, but it's not just regulated to you know, 18 and under, like no. it's, it is becoming a more problematic thing among adults. And I mean, politics, especially, yes. um, it, you know, you, you, you use 2016 and, and that really can be pinpointed as to at least in, in this aspect, because once the 2016 cycle became a thing, and, you know, a lot of it can be centered around Donald Trump and, sure. and just how controversial he was when he came into the, the political spotlight, because by and large, he was not a politician. Yeah. He, was a, he, he was a businessman that felt like he could make a difference and he garnered enough su support. Like, because by that time, the, the political scene in this country 
is in shambles. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of it is it's a give and take thing with our society as a whole. Like one feeds off the other to the point to where, you know, you get people like you, Liz, that feel like you no longer have ample opportunity to express your feelings, your thoughts, your concerns for fear of some sort of, of retribution, like what you think and what you believe is fundamentally wrong. Well, what makes that wrong? You, you go through things, you've been through things that Amy hasn't been through, that I haven't been through, that nobody else has been through. So why does that make that, that aspect of it, quote unquote, wrong? You know, and that's just, it's a deterioration of our society as a whole. You know, it's no, it's no longer about being the United States of America. It is about having your individual voice heard and be damned everybody else. If you don't have, have the the same opinion, you are now wrong. There is a division in, in our country right now, and it takes catastrophic events for us to get back in the mindset of what's truly important here. Now, I hate using this as an example, but you know, it is what it is. 9-11 was that last big moment where you're like, oh shit, you know, there's more to life than what side of the proverbial aisle you support. Like that's exactly. Amy, what what's your thought on this as as Liz <laughs> laid out her case here? <clears throat> I have many thoughts on this. Um as you know, a couple a couple of the things that Liz outlined is actually a few of the things that I tend to very much shy away from. And it's not because I'm scared to talk about it. It's because I know it's going to turn into a fight and turn into drama. So I, I, exactly. I, I don't really want it to talk about it because... I mean, let's face it, our, our country is so fucking full of hate right now. It's hate, 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 hate. And you can have the Democrats and the Green Party and the fucking independents and the Republicans and all that shit. Everyone can sit there and say, oh, no, our group is so full of love. No, it is fucking hate across the board. If you feel differently now in this country, no matter what it is. They will hate on you mm-hmm. so bad. And then you'll yep. get a group of them and then they they will they will attack you. You so, can sit there and even say it's um from the absence of God in many people's lives now, but people look at that as oh, that's cheese and crackers. That's like, you know, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about having God in their lives anymore. You know, nobody cares. No. So, and, or are they looking at like, you know, that was the corniest thing somebody could, you know, ever say, you can't say the thing is, is I don't, I, I have, I have so many friends from all walks of life. I have black, brown, gay, straight, lesbian, trans. I have so many friends from every fucking category. I have family that are not the same race as me you know they're they're gay straight trans uh mexican my stepmom's mexican my half brothers and sisters are mexican you know it they're <sighs> so i i think it stems 
from, or not stems, I shouldn't say that because that's not the right word. I think a lot of these, these political affiliations, I think now they are just stereotyped. It's kind of like racist, like how racists are, you know, like they always stereotype everybody when, when it comes to black people, it's, oh, black people always like chicken and waffles and watermelon and you know, you have Mexicans that are bean pickers and, you know, whatever. And you have, you have Asian people who are, you know, they sit there and they make the faces and they make the little noises and, oh, you eat your white rice. And they, they make fun of their voices. And you have Jewish people who they stereotype as they're all, which I'm, I'm actually, I'm Jewish too. <laughs> like I'm Catholic. And I'm Jewish. I was going to bring that up later. <laughs> yes. I am a Catholic Jew. Um, so it, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty intense. But see, the thing is, is now people are stereotyping and in almost in like a racist way. Sure. So if you're a Democrat, you're a libtard. And, and if you're a Republican, you're a Trump tard. Yeah, you know, you're a snowflake. You're a this. You're a that. It's so full of fucking hate, and nobody can sit there and just have a difference of opinion. I do not give a shit, a flying fuck, how anyone else lives their life. I live mine the way that I live mine, and I do not expect anyone to come and tell me the way I want to live my life and what's right and what's wrong. I respect all walks of life. I respect all opinions. I may not agree with them, but I'm not going to sit there and fucking. That's exactly my point. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and I think it's borderlining with racism and I can't fucking stand that shit either. You know, stop being stereotypical. I don't even know what I am as far as like a Republican, a Democrat, you know, like earlier on, you know, my family is a very poor blue collar family, like, you know, back in the day, very poor, you know, we, God, we'd get fruit baskets from our apartment complexes, you know, just so we could eat that week. Like it was really fucked up. So we used to be like Democrats because we, we were poor. So that means we were democratic, you know? Right. So then they used to stereotype it by how much money you made which is like kind of even more fucked up. Um, but, and I think it kind of like stems from that. Like, so if you're, if you're poor, you know, you're, um, or like medium income, you could be a Democrat, but if you were higher income or if you were rich, you were a Republican, like right. clearly. And that's, that's really not the case. Um, I, I believe things on both sides of the spectrum you know, I, I I do believe in some beliefs that the Democrats have. Uh, pretty much the majority kind of goes, you know, to the conservative, the Republican side. But I cannot speak about that shit because the minute I do or the minute I ask a question, like, well, why do you believe that? And it's not because I'm attacking them. It's I really want to know why you believe that. Like, I'm one of those people that it's like, please let me know, because if you know something that I don't know, and it's like an actual, you know, based on facts, like it's, a, it's on a factual basis, like, 
I want to know about it. Like, maybe it'll change my mind. Who fucking knows? But it's worth sitting there and having a conversation about it for sure. Sure. And a lot of these people can't have fucking conversations about it. It's one way or no way. And that's, that's where my frustration lies. And, um, for example, um, when everything happened with the rioting and, and BLM was coming to power, um, there was an individual I was talking to and, um, I, I was basically told that it's offensive to BLM to say all lives matter. Well, if you're a follower of Christ, all lives matter, period. That's all there is to it. So there's no white lives. There's no brown lives, black lives. And that, and I, you know, look at now BLM turned out to be a total farce and no money went to the communities at all. So, I mean, but back when it was happening, couldn't say that. Couldn't say anything. Couldn't say that all lives matter. You're vilified for that. I feel like as I'm, as I'm listening to what you two just laid out here, a couple of things come to mind. Now, keep in mind, now, obviously, you two are going to have a different opinion. You have different views on this because it affects you differently than it will me for obvious reasons. But a couple of things that stand out here. You're talking about you're not able to have a conversation. You're not able to ask questions when you have questions, especially when you are dealing with the political landscape. Yes. Because when you ask a question, you that individual who is being asked the question for whatever reason feels attacked. And when people feel attacked, they lash out just sure. out, out of instant reflex. Like they don't take the time to let it process, okay, how can I embark on this in a mature and meaningful manner instead of just spewing whatever the first thing that comes off the top of my head is? I find, because look, I work at, I work for one of the big three, okay? And when you work for one of the big three, you literally deal with thousands of people from all walks of life. Now, we are a union shop. We are sure. backed by the UAW, and UAW you know, t- traditionally is more on the left side of the aisle, right? And they they make no bones about the fact this is who we as a union endorse for whatever position, whether it be president or governor or whoever. Now, I have found that there is that division on the shop floor because there are hardcore pro-union workers in there and it doesn't matter whether they agree with it or not they are they are siding with with the democrat side there are yeah the the other side of that does not they they are they're more republican they you know they they vote for the red and it starts it starts a clash on on the shop floor it never used to be that way until 2016 okay mm-hmm. now here's what i find because me being who i am and i generally do not go into conversations that center around politics or religion because like i have my beliefs 
I do what I do based on my beliefs, but I don't really put it out there unless you point blank ask me. But if you're going to point blank ask me, let's have an actual conversation about it. Don't shut it down five minutes later because I said something that you don't agree with. Exactly. Much, much like what Amy was saying, it's like, educate me. If, if, if I am not picking up on something that is based on fact, then by all means, let me know. And because I mean, unless I know, how can I react to it? Now, here's what I, what I have found. Those people who are challenged or those people who feel like they're being threatened when they are asked a question, more often than not, they are solely just on the bandwagon. They, they, they don't know why they're supporting who they are. They just know that they are on what they perceive to be on the winning side of the situation because everybody wants to be on the winning side. Nobody wants to be on the losing side. So yeah, they're out there and they're, they're waving the flags and stuff like that. And they're giving you, like you were saying, you know, the, the bullet points of a specific bill or a situation like that, they don't have all the information. They fundamentally just don't have the information. And when you ask for that information, all of a sudden they feel attacked. Because, oh, you're you're calling me into question personally. No, I'm not calling you as a person into question. I'm asking you what is happening with this particular thing that you are a, for the lack of better terms, a spokesperson for. So if you don't want to have those kind of conversations, don't put yourself out there. You know right. what I'm saying? Because it, right. it just feeds more into what Amy was saying. This un this underlying feeling of hate and this dissension of, among our people is off the goddamn charts. And I don't know, like, I've sat and had conversations with my girlfriend about this. She is hardcore re Republican. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's how she feels. I, like, self-admittedly, I have tended to vote more for the Democratic side of the equation because that's how I was raised. Those were my beliefs. That's not to say I have been across the board Democrat because I have not. I have voted for, for Republicans because I voted for who I thought was going to do the best job. Exactly. It does, it does not matter to me what political party you are. I don't give a fuck if you are a, if you are a Democrat, a Republican, an independent. I don't care. I'm a goddamn American. And I want to know that whoever is in charge of whatever role we're talking about, you have the best interest of America at the at the forefront or the state or whatever position they're they're running for. That's what's lost in this day and age, I feel like. Would you right. agree with that or no? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. When I go to the store and I hold the door open for somebody. I, I don't care what your religious affiliation is. I don't I, care. I said, do you ask them? Uh, do, do you lean left or right? Because I need to know before I hold open the door for you. You know, if I see somebody that needs help and I stop and ask them if they're all right, <coughs> who they voted for makes no difference to me. Um, but sadly, there's people out there that don't think that way. There's my own family. I have family members that, you know, just 
you know, two Christmases ago because I wasn't vaxxed, didn't want to have Christmas Eve and wanted me to sit out in the garage. But they wanted to have Christmas and I said, I'd rather not, but thank you anyway. And this is my dad. So, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, this is what we've come to. This is what, and I, I firmly believe social media has pushed us into a state of crazy. Yeah. Um, Wholeheartedly I, agree. I don't understand what has happened to people. You know, we go from not really giving a rat's ass if somebody has their flu vaccine to now we won't go to the store if we don't know if somebody has their COVID vaccine. Really? This is what we've come to? I, I don't understand. I don't I don't know what has happened to people. It's like everybody has gone off the deep end. And people you would never expect it from people who you love people who you know you would never think that things would be pushed to this degree how what has happened you nailed it you're speechless because i don't understand what is going on i i don't i don't think that anyone can answer that question honestly like what happened or why people are the way that they are now it's just it's just uncanny how it the drop of a hat it's like everyone's pushing their agendas on everyone else yes whereas like before you know religion was like the taboo subject you didn't really want to talk about you know like what religion you were and stuff you didn't exactly have people fucking fighting in the streets over it or, you know, fighting on fucking MySpace about <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> right? But, you know, or live fucking journal, you know, or whatever. But now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's cool to talk about religion all day long because that's more accepted, like the different religions yeah. than your political affiliation where it used to be the opposite back in the day. Yes, it did. It's it's just, and I have no idea how that transpired. I don't know if it's because of this generation or how these kids nowadays are softer than a fucking marshmallow. Or, you know, I, I, I don't know. And and no one can challenge that. These kids, these kids are not like we were. No. And I, I have different theories on why that is, you know, because my kids, my kids are incredibly soft. If I like threw them out in the fucking yard, I don't even know if they would survive an hour, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, is I can recognize that I made them that way, you know, like. I didn't have a lot growing up and that was no fault of, you know, my, my parents or anything like that. It was just, that was the job market. And that was just the way shit rolled. Like we grew up very poor. Yeah. Like my, my parents were extremely hard workers. There just wasn't good paying jobs for, you know, blue collar workers. Like now there is, you know, I, but, So as I progressed and I had my kids and everything, it's like everything that I work for, I just give my kids and give my kids and give my kids because I don't want them to feel like that. And then I look back and I'm like, I shouldn't have done done that. that. I shouldn't have done that. But 
my kids also have chores and curfews and they have like locks on their phones and I track them and you know, like they can't look up anything on the internet that's like past rated PG 13. And you know, like they're, we are like strict, like nowadays strict, but yeah. not like our generation strict. So I'm wondering if the kids that we raised now, if they have such a, like a way bigger role playing into this social media political shit, you know what I mean? Like shit storm because of us. I mean, I I could be wrong. We allow it. We allow it. Uh, I think as a whole, I mean, we just sit there and, you know, you can't go anywhere anymore without even little ones being on the phone for mindless entertainment. You know, nobody's sitting in a car looking out the window. You know, you go to pull up behind anybody. If they have kids in the car, they've got, you know, something playing on the TV inside the car. I mean, I refused to raise Claudia like that. I was like, if she's, she's going to be raised old school. (laughs) And she pretty much was for the most part. I mean, she didn't obviously have it anywhere the way my sister and I did, but, um, right. You know, I mean, we, we always want better for our kids than what we had, Absolutely. you know, growing up and, and I didn't have a terrible childhood, but I went without. So yeah, you know, we um, want to make sure that they're not going to. Right. So that yeah. I get, I, I do get it. But I mean, as far as trying to, you know, have, I feel, I just feel like, People are so full of courage and they're so brave over social media. But when it comes to actual face-to-face having a conversation. Fucking forget it. They won't say that. It It doesn't happen. You know, you can be a bully over your phone or your laptop or whatever, but you can't when it comes to -to face-to-face conversation. You can't. Like nobody, you know, they cowtail. They don't, you know, they call names. They don't express how they feel. They just say you're attacking they need a safe space. I mean, the, like the list. And all you're doing is trying to communicate and have a conversation. Right. Here's right. here's where a lot of this stems from, I feel like. The way that we grew up, like we're pretty much very close in age here. Like we grew up in one generation, right? And okay. back when we were growing up, <clears throat> There was no such thing as the internet. Nope. Not right. uh, not on the level that it is now. Like I there was. Huh? But I had a beeper. What? <laughs> I did too. Phone like, number with nine one one behind it. Like call right now. Pull off and find a payphone. Got that beeper though. Seventeen. Now. <laughs> Sorry. We and I'm not. There are exceptions to every rule. So I'm not pinpointing like you two or anything like this. But by and large, we were raised by our parents. The kids nowadays, I mean, the parents are still like in the picture, but they're being raised by electronics and the, the accessibility to the world that we never knew existed and that's why we grew up the way that we did and we have the core values and 
the mindset and the work ethic and, and all of this stuff that is lacking on the levels that we had in today's younger youth. You know what I mean? As they're coming up, they're coming up into their own, the ones that are coming into the workforce now, they don't have that, that fundamental um, knowledge. Yeah. Work ethic. I mean, just, just the, everybody is so worried about having their voice heard. They, they don't know what the fuck they're saying. They just know they want to be heard. Now, that's great and everything, but if you don't know who and what you are, anything that comes out of your mouth is just idle chatter. Like, there's no substance behind it. And when they feel like they're being disregarded, that's when the self-entitlement comes into play because that's a huge thing going on now, too. Everybody is self-entitled. Everything should just be handed to you. Sorry, that's not how the real world works. And no matter how much you put out there on social media and no matter how much you engage with this, that, or the other thing, there are still basic fundamentals in life. I talk about it just about every week. They are lacking that because they were raised with their faces in some sort of electronic computer or whatever. Video games, is I mean, it goes across the board. And... I'm not saying that to shame the parents because for the, for us parents at this age, like we are dealing with things that our parents didn't have to deal with. A lot of, a lot of more pressures are now added onto our plate. That was never a thing for them. So we're trying to adjust on the fly. And for a lot of people, it's easier to, when you look at the plate as a whole, you're like, oh my God, I, there's just so much that need my that needs my attention. I can't deal with this, that, or the other thing at, at one time. So you're like, okay, well, I can keep the kid occupied if they're looking at this so I can focus on that. And that's, they get used to that. That's one less headache that they have to worry about. Headache in quotations. I don't really think everybody thinks their kids are headaches, but you know, well, it's, you know, it's I, part of being a parent. But that's I, our own fault. Right. And I don't think that we knew, you know, because we didn't have that stuff growing up. Like, I don't think that parents nowadays understood the ramifications or even would think that it would just like rot their brain, you know, essentially. Like, we didn't know the consequences for giving them that, you know, like, Oh my God, all I know is you are just so entranced. You know, it was kind of like giving us like our first pair of roller skates or our first True. rainbow rider pound puppy, you know, like just the, yes, pound puppy. I totally <laughs> Cabbage had. patch kid. Cabbage patch kid, you know, like where we were like, oh my God, I just want it, I want it, I want it. And like we used our imaginations to like make believe like these things and, and play and like, you know, use our brains in that way. And then all these really cool electronics come out and we're like, oh my God, this is shit I never had growing up. Like, this is awesome. I'm going to get this for my kid. And they loved it. They soaked it in. But little did we know what the fuck happens when, when you give them that, then they become like addicted to the fucking screen. It's it's screen time, screen time, screen time. 
And now, I mean, they are coming out with like better controls for that stuff. Like, you know, you can control the time that that shit even turns on, you know? Yeah. So that's good. But, you know, a lot of these parents didn't know that shit. Well, I mean, I'm guilty of it myself. I mean, I think about how, how much time Claude has spent on her phone and how much life she's missed because you're going like this all the time and you're not using your imagination. You're not doing things that kids need to be doing. That's active too. Active. Well, I catch pretty physically active, but, um, but for the majority of kids, you know, yeah. They don't, they don't want to go outside. They don't, they don't like nature. They're like, oh my God, it's a fucking bug. (laughs) Run inside and they're like, I'm never going outside again. You know, and it's kind of like, what the fuck? What did I just, what did I do? What did I create? You know, so, and again, like, so, okay. So you guys just heard me, right? So here's me blaming some of this shit on me. You know, like, same. I'm okay. Right, right. With you too. So like, I'm okay with admitting that kind of shit. But if you were to tell some of these other people, like, you know, or, or just have a conversation about it. It's like, they're no, mm -mm, no, I'm right. No, this is not what it is. It's because of this and you can't, you know, stop. But I'm not going to tell you why I think that way because that's challenging me. And that's just, well, I think we've gotten far too, far too into, you know, we, we deal more with feelings than facts. So that is today's society. End of story. It's, you know, you made me feel this way. So everybody has to feel like bad for me and everybody has to sympathize for me because this happened to me. Well, I'm not saying it's not, you know, unfortunate that that happened, but not everybody has to conform to your way of thinking because it makes you feel better. Right. The The bottom line is, is that, you know, we're not dealing with facts anymore. Everything is, or everybody is a Facebook politician. And that's what, you know, really is, just boggles my mind is is just first of all why are we putting so much faith in politicians what are they doing for us on either side absolutely nothing they've done no good for us and i can't even tell you how long but we put all this faith there um we put all of our trust and everything that we do we sever relationships we we you know support them you know blindly on a regular basis. And meanwhile, we lose friendships, we lose relationships with family members. And for what? What? What happened? What changed in your life that was so great, that was so fantastic, that it was worth losing relationships over? Right. This is what we've come to. This is what I'm having trouble with. And, it's- and I, I, I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. Like, why are people not coming together? I I don't understand. Because they're afraid of getting attacked. That's the thing. Like, no one wants to deal with the bullshit. I mean, I am one of those people. I don't, you don't know how many times, how many times I have seen someone say some shit on Facebook. And like, the media the news outlets like so 
sometimes they're getting this information from these these I don't want to say fake news because that's like a Trump thing or whatever. But I follow you. Stereotyping it. But not all the media is truthful. And a lot of it is fake news. It's unfounded, untruthful, unfactual news. So there's so much out there. So someone attempting even to do their due diligence comes across one of these sites and says, oh, my God, like, I totally read this. And so, like, if if you read it on Facebook, it must be true. Right. That's right. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the mentality, too. Like, we're so trusting in the in the news and everything. And there are proper outlets. It's just they're really hard to fucking find because they're like these little pebbles in a giant fucking sea well, they of, get silenced. Of, of bullshit. Yes. And they get silenced. And I think they get silenced for a reason, but that's like a whole nother topic. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I, I think, you know, the media and news outlets have just as big of a part to play in this hate and this division than you know, some people just being stupid, you know. There doesn't seem to be an end in sight, though. That's the problem. No. And, and, you know, I'll you, I mean, you even have, and I'm sorry to say, but even when politics gets so it's controlling the church, then there's another problem, you know, because right. the, very much so politics controls the Catholic church and vice versa. And I just, that's why I had to leave the Catholic faith because, and go elsewhere because there was too much corruption. There was too much money. The richest, it's the richest religion there is, is the Catholic. Oh yeah. So, you know, where's this money coming from? How, the hypocrisy of it, and I'm going to tackle the hypocrisy of it because being raised a Catholic, you know, granted on one side, they're saying, um, you know, abortion isn't right. I was always raised to believe that abortion was wrong and that that wasn't the right thing to do. I, I was raised Catholic and, a, you know, went to Catholic school. You and I were singing hymns. And so, <laughs> so I was always raised to believe that. But then we turn around and we have devout Catholic family members that now refer to babies as fetuses and won't call them anything else because they're so far left. What has happened? Right. What is going on? I'm having trouble wrapping my mind around all of it. It's money, greed, power. I mean, money. How does politics play a role in religion, though? It shouldn't ever. Well, it it shouldn't. But then, you know, like once all these things, you know, because you have um, you have way more investigation now than what you, you know, what we had back then. It's like everyone was very trusting back then. You know, I mean. Same thing with your kids, you know, everyone knew it was time to come on when, you know, the straight light went on. I keep seeing that famous meme. It was a very trusting thing. People let their doors unlocked, you know, so when they go to church, they like, they trust in their, their priest, they trust in their pastor, they trust in their shaman, you know, whatever they, they believe in their rabbi, you know, uh, and then they find out these things are going on within the church 
mm-hmm. investigations happen and when kids are being molested and you know when when all this shit it's like there's so many more news outlets for this shit that's happening that it's like it kind of blew open the doors on religion so now and and I agree with you like I also have lots of Catholic faith I have no plans on joining I'm pretty sure if I ever walked into a Catholic church I would probably catch on fire Claudia says that about me all the time (laughs) she's like even and I go to a Wesleyan church and I which I absolutely love but she always makes the comment about I'm surprised you didn't burst into flames when you walked right Right. (laughs) I mean it's just it's crazy it's just absolutely crazy but I mean luckily now you know we're not really judged I'll tell you a story (laughs) this is like on subject, off subject, because like it just popped in my mind before I even finished that thought. So I have to go on with this. So when when I moved to Lapeer, um, I started going because I used to go to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Emily City. Okay. And when I moved to Lapeer, I moved to, um, you know, the, the Catholic Church here. When I registered to get uh, my son Matthew baptized because I'm like, okay, we have to have him baptized. I was like, even if this is not what's for him, at least we know that we got it done because I never wanted to push religion on my kids. Right. Like they are free to make their own decisions, choices, whatever they want to believe in. It's it's fine with me. It you know it it's whatever. You know, because everyone has their own mind and stuff. So I registered with them, and of course you have to you have to go to that church for a while. Um, before they will even like baptize your kid but because like my grandma was pushing it and like we were like oh no like he needs to be baptized like really soon like we're looking at like this date and all this stuff and they were like well okay let's see what we can do you know you guys are gonna have to go to some classes me and Matthew's father and we were like no problem we'll go to some classes we go to one class, I go home. And mind you, this is like a week after we registered. I looked in my mailbox and it was stuffed with two big ass boxes. And I'm like, what in the hell? And I open these boxes and they're from the Catholic church. They were collection envelopes, two big ass boxes of collection envelopes. Just in case their, you know, their their collection people like didn't get the basket next to me or you know, <laughs> something. Like maybe I would just forget to make a payment, and there were like <laughs> stamped, and it's like prepaid posted just in case I don't make it to church. Are you serious? Still give them my offering, and I'm just like. There is like, I'm telling you, like a lifetime of collection envelopes in these two big ass boxes. And I don't know if you've, I don't know if, if you know what I'm talking about. Jason. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know you do. <laughs> but in a Catholic church, so when you're sitting there and, you know, they're, they're going through usually the Savannah and the highest song. Yeah. So they're going through this song. Usually they're collection people. They have these big ass baskets on these really long poles. Like you that know, go fishing nets. Yeah. And they go, they have 
one on each side of each row of pews and they sit there and they like like line it down so that everyone puts in a buck or two bucks my my grandma used to like pass out all of her singles like down our little family line in our pew and we would all put one in because like if you didn't put something in it's it's almost like they shame you a little like they i was going to ask you if that was going to be a thing as you were laying that out i'm like did you were you made to feel like you were doing something wrong if you didn't put something in the basket yeah so like they stop it in front of you instead of just continuing to go down the line they like stop it and so everyone else kind of sees like how come the basket isn't getting to me and it's like you're checking your pockets like where the fuck's my dollar you know <laughs> it, it's the baskets waiting in front of your yes. face and you're like <laughs> and the baskets like right here in front of your face and yeah. you're, you're just like no, just keep going, you know, or someone will give you a dollar to put in the basket. <laughs> it's insane. It is ridiculous. It's yeah. insane. And yes, when you do not attend that Sunday service, you are expected to put an offering in a collection envelope and drop it off to the church or mail it <laughs> to the church. They even have a slot in front of the church that says collection envelopes. Yep. Where you open it up and you put your your envelope in the slot so we're all paying the catholic church that's where they're getting their money from there's you know, plus people make you know special large don- donations very large donations um they have you know they have the uh the church school um which actually i don't know if you heard the one in lapeer like closed down no i didn't yeah, it's done. There's no more Bishop no Kelly. Kidding. Yeah, it's yeah. it was very very weird because Matt Matt went there. <laughs> like, well, I, I, Detroit, so I went to a Gross Point. I went Catholic. to a Gross Point Catholic school. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just it's it's insane. So it does not surprise me um, the controversy that goes on within the Catholic Church. I always felt it was it was pretty wrong to ask all these people for money, like while we're praying for some of these people, you know, to like get well, we're better. We're praying for money ourselves because we're broke. Yeah, right, right, and we're yeah. I mean, it's just it's fucking sad. Well, you want to talk about sad is um while going to a Catholic school, sometimes you would go over to the rectory and you would see where how the priests live versus how the nuns live. So the nuns lived very modest. There was a single bed. I mean, they were very modest. And I, back when I first went to Catholic, we still had nuns that taught up until I think I was in sixth, sixth or seventh grade. So they, some of them would still wear their habits and then others wore clothes but the clothes that they wore were extremely dated even then yeah and but the priests they always they were always well fed they were always you know well dressed well dressed lived in you know definitely better better conditions than the nuns did so and I remember that being impressed upon me even as a little kid in seeing that and always thought that that wasn't right but yeah but anyway, so I had since left there, but uh, finding the church that I currently go to, and actually I joined a women's group um, a couple years ago, 
And that really let me know, or basically not let me know, but gave me a sense of belonging and that it was okay to feel the way that I do and that there's more women out there that feel the way that I do about certain topics and about, you know, um, you know, they, I think the mindset is that if you're conservative and you're a woman, then you aren't for, um, women's liberation or you're not for, you know, equality in the workforce. I'm for equality in the workforce, um, equal pay. If you can do equal the work, I don't see why not, but it should be equal. I don't right. think that you should receive equal pay for doing less work I, or, you know, if you're yeah. unable to do the same job. So, right. you know, there's certain things that just, I guess every, everywhere I turn, it's like, um, I, I can't say anything. I have to stay quiet all the time because right. people are going to be angry. People are going to be upset. So, right. It's very frustrating. So what has to happen, Liz, for you to, How do I want to word this? Ideally, if you were writing the script of life, what happens, what has to happen for you to feel that comfort level again to where you can express yourself on whatever you know topic you want that well, holds? The book according to Liz. <laughs> sure. In chapter of the Bible that is still yet to be put in. <laughs> I mean, Ideally, what has to happen for you to get to a level not, I mean, I firmly believe everybody should have an opportunity to express their feelings as long as it's done in a constructive manner. Have a conversation, be able to communicate your feelings without it turning into a shit show for the, for the lack of a better term. That's exactly, yeah. What, what has to happen here? What has to happen for you to feel like that you can express how you feel without being um, condemned or made to feel less than? I don't think that there's anything that really can happen, honestly. we um, I don't need a safe space. I don't need any of that. I know that if I choose to open my mouth or I choose to disagree that I'm more than likely going to be, like I've said before, vilified or attacked. Um, and I haven't even really gotten into, like, during this conversation, any of the deep beliefs or anything like that or, or you know, things that have happened. Um, but I just feel that um, as women, there has, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way to communicate, to, you know, e even looking at the proposals and that, that, you know, I'm not for, like, I can't say that I'm, you know, completely against proposal three there's a lot of things in it i disagree with but then two i'm not like you know i it's just so hard to express because on one hand you have your beliefs in what you know to be right and true for me but do i push that onto others what do you do that's where we're at right now. What do you do? Yeah. Do you so, want on the others? I don't want to push my belief system on anybody. If you they're welcome to, healthy, huh? You just want to have like healthy conversations. Healthy conversation. 
how does that happen? It doesn't happen anymore. There is no healthy conversation. It's either I, you believe my way or no way. Well, you know? and if, if uh, like to me, I mean, you're right. There's, I, I don't think that there's anything that can make this situation better besides people just realizing that other people are human beings too. And right. that everyone's going to have different beliefs. Um, making somebody listen is, is absolutely difficult. Like it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen nowadays. Um, I don't think anything could ever fix that, but if I were you, well, if, if I'm me even, um, I just try to find good people with good morals who can listen and also take shit into consideration. Like, that's why I'm friends with you. You know, that's why I'm friends with Jason. That's why I'm friends with the people that I'm friends with. I can have these healthy, constructive conversations with them and tell them my side and my view and listen and that's important because nobody likes to listen anymore and exactly. listen to their side and the reason why they believe what they believe. And there's not many people that I, I can actually do that with, you know, and, and that, that definitely sucks, but, but we shouldn't have to feel that way. I know. I know. That's, I think that's where my, um, my anger actually comes from is we shouldn't have to feel that way in today's day and age. We shouldn't have to feel like we cannot have a conversation. We shouldn't have to feel like if I post this on social media, how many people are going to be upset with me? Or, right. you know, if I, you know, everybody else is free to put what, like, I always feel like everybody else is always free to state their opinions and, you know, God forbid I disagree or I put my own opinion on there. I would be chewed up and spit out. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks, but I mean, you, I mean, without sounding like I'm at a damn AA meeting or anything, you have, you have to accept the things you cannot change. And unfortunately this, the way people view other people's opinions, it's just something that you cannot change. I'm not saying it is right. It's, it's not, it's incredibly stifling, you know, like how can I sit here and eat the load of shit you're feeding me? But the minute I speak up, you know, I I'm a racist or, you know, because someone else is a racist, you know, it. Or, or I'm a terrible person or I'm a Trump tart or whatever right. you want to call right. me, you know, without asking me what I actually believe in or without listening to anything that I have to say, you know, it, it's not fair. It, it's not fair at all. But unfortunately, right now, it's, it's just not going to change. So I just have to accept that and then find my, my good conversations elsewhere. So at what point are you able to express yourself though? Freely. Oh, I'm not. So, but that's, that, that shouldn't be, it shouldn't I, be in this country that we cannot express ourselves without being attacked. 
You're and it's it, it shouldn't ever be that. And I don't care what side you're on. I don't care what your belief system is. You should be able to say how you feel without being attacked. Right. And I mean, do I need to put my feelings all over social media? No. But I just feel like there has to be some give and take. And, and I find that sometimes I just have to part ways with Facebook because I just get sick to my stomach as some of the stuff, the way people behave. People who are my friends, like yeah. the way people are behaving towards one another and the, the, the garbage that they're spewing, and it's just garbage. It's n nothing is based on fact. Nothing's based on, you know, even caring for what you're even saying or how you're making that other piece, uh, other person feel. So right. sometimes I just had to, like, even back when um, the elections were happening, I had to get off social media for a while. Um, I, yeah, for sure. Because it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And you couldn't be, you couldn't have voted for Donald Trump without being labeled a racist. You couldn't have voted for Donald Trump without being labeled, um, you know, you were against, um, you know, reproductive freedom or women's rights or anything like that. And that, but those weren't the only issues. Right. There were other issues. So right. I had to weigh out and as, as everybody did, had to weigh out the different issues and what was important. Well, so, yeah. But you well, can't. For you and your family. What's right for you and your family. Exactly. So you, it's just gotten to the point that I don't, even know I like I have to have relationships that have very very defined lines I have like within the derby community we never discuss politics that's something that's never discussed um there's other issues that never get discussed that I feel that are completely unfair that I have to stay quiet about there's you know a lot of things that happen that not and I'm not saying just in the Derby community, I'm saying in general that I feel like I don't have the freedom to say how I feel. Or if I do, I'm gonna be labeled this or labeled that, or you know, without you, from people that don't even know me. So I have a for you, are you afraid of being labeled something? Like are you are you, do you care? what other people like the people that really don't matter that would like attack you like that like would you care about about that or could you go on and spread your message and speak freely from your heart like what you believe even though you're being judged by some like with the potential to let someone else you know like hear what you're saying and understand I would and I could I could not I mean I don't care what a lot of people think but I I I guess when it comes from people that I do care about and I can't understand why they would attack in the the manner that they have because I'm coming to you from a position of like right here and now I literally have no relationship with family members um not by my choosing because of politics, yeah. family, because of politics. And I feel if this has happened to me, you know, it's not just me. Yeah. This is what we have come to as a society. Families are separating because of politics. Right. Something has to change. And, you know, I don't know, does, does, 
I, I don't know what the solution is. Like, how do you how do you fix something that's gotten so out of control and so wrong on so many levels? How do you fix it? I have no idea. No idea. <clears throat> I I mean, been sitting here listening to you your guys's banter back and forth here. Liz, you said something a little bit ago where you're like, I haven't even gone into specific examples as to what triggered this particular topic for the for this week. We're coming up over an hour at this point, and this is not something I want to rush through. I feel like this is something that really needs to have ample opportunity and spotlight and needs needs to be discussed. I feel like a lot of where you're coming from, the only way to really, pro I mean, you've laid out amazing content here this week. Like you've, you've started a tremendous conversation here and it's got me thinking about, about a bunch of different things and I'm not even affected on the level that a lot of this affects you two just because I'm a man and you guys are women. But <clears throat> I feel like this, I want to know more about the personal um, examples. I, I want to know the things that have happened and what triggered these feelings, these thoughts. Like when you, when you say things like, you don't have relationships with members of your family based solely on politics. Um, that triggers me on, on the inside. As somebody who has, uh, like I've very much focused, I try to focus on a number of things fundamentally in life, the silver lining of life, what's truly important in life. Um, our friends, our family members, those those people that mean something to us, they are at the center of that. And when that relationship is compromised over something like politics, and I'm not saying that politics is not important, I will say it should not be the end-all, be-all, and the basis as to whether or not you have a relationship with members of your family. Agreed. Like I have a huge, I have a huge problem with this. Um, would you be willing to come back on next week so that we can dive more into this? And would you be comfortable with talking about some of the specific aspects that you personally have dealt with? Because I feel like if people listen to actual examples that they may, they may have experienced something like that too. But like you were saying earlier, you haven't felt like you've had the opportunity to truly and fully express yourself without being attacked. Because if we go into any kind of, of, of scenario with even in the back of our minds, if we're thinking I'm setting myself up for, for some sort of argument or fight like this, a lot of people will give themselves, will, will present themselves in a filtered manner. Like you're not putting everything out there that you truly wanted to be putting out there because for fear, for for anxiety, for not wanting to ruffle feathers. That's that's another thing. The sensitivity of our society right now is a detriment. It really and truly is. Um, 
would you be willing to 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 come back on here next week to absolutely. dive more into this yeah absolutely awesome um before we put a bow on this week's show is there anything else that you would like to add um before we 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 hop out of here and the next week we'll come back and um and dive more into this um just that we we have to do better we have to be, do better you know to each other i mean i i just don't understand what's happening you know in the world i mean it's gotten so so out of control that you know we're at a time that if you don't agree with the norm or if you don't agree with the whole then you're labeled this and that and the other, and it shouldn't be like this anymore. And I, you know, okay, so social media has had its thing. Facebook, you know, I wish would, honestly, I wish it would go away. <laughs> I wish it would go away. You know, if I didn't have to use it for other things, um, whether it's promoting, you know, the 5K stuff or the Derby stuff, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get on it anymore. So, because it's just, I feel like, more bad has come from it than good. Just my opinion. No, so, you're absolutely no. right. I say not, that all the not time. Not many people are on there because they care about their, you know, family member, extended family members that they're friends with that live in another country. They 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 really don't care. So it's while it's nice to keep up with those people, I don't think it's their main reason why they're on Facebook every day. So, right. You know, just my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think we we have to do to do better with each other and towards each other. Totally agree. Amy, is there anything you want to add to this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're the co-star of the show right there. <laughs> well, I mean, y'all did pretty good with the end. I mean, I just, I, I absolutely agree. You know, we need to do better. We need to stop treating, you know, each other like shit like mm -hmm. but I don't even and and I I know your your topic was you know from like a woman's standpoint but I'm I'm talking about like across the board we need to stop treating each other like shit period Agreed. like Agreed. we're all fucking human beings we all bleed red you know like you don't have to be a fucking dick exactly exactly <laughs> That's my biggest thing. And that, you know what? You don't have to agree with me. And that's okay. You right. know, that's, and that's the other thing is, and I don't have to agree with you. And that's okay, too. So, you know, but I'm still free to say how I feel. If you're going to ask, I'm right. going to tell you. So if you don't want to know, don't ask. Awareness, just like everyone else. People yeah. protest. They spread awareness. We'll get in all this shit next week. Jason, take us home. All righty. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, Elizabeth, Land, we appreciate you coming on to the show this week. Looking forward to, to going deeper into the woods next week. Um, Amy, that's you. Um, just kidding. <laughs> no, it, this was a very good conversation. And like it, I had expectations and this exceeded them. Like that's that's when you know we we we've, we've tackled so, something good here. So very much looking forward to that. And of course, if anybody has questions, comments, or concerns, we certainly appreciate your feedback. You can send us a message on our well Facebook page because that's what we <laughs> use it for. 
uh, look, just look for the real podcast, or you could go to KlausToTheHeart.net. That is the official website. It has all of our contact information for all of our content on the PFC Podcast Network. Uh, with that, go out this week. Be awesome to yourselves and to each other. Find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's day this week. With that, we will see you right back here next weekend with a brand new episode of The Real Podcast on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm.